It's wonderful, 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 wonderful. It's like super duper wonderful. Yes, it is. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Homeworker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. Hello. How's it going? Just so spectacular. Spectacular. We've had such a great day today. Yeah, it's been a pretty great day. Yeah. Yeah. It really has been. When people listen to this, uh, the day we're recording this episode, we've actually done two episodes. Oh, you're, you're, you're. I'm ruining the magic. Man, tell everybody how the sausage is made. Come on. It's okay. But we just got to have so many awesome conversations today. Yeah. Yeah. What a great day for, for talk. Yeah. For, Yes, and for our watchers, why I'm wearing the same thing two weeks in a row. See, that's why I changed shirts. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> but I guess I shouldn't have even bothered since you just gave it all away anyhow. Gosh. See, even People we, probably wouldn't even notice. They probably not. Probably not. You just called attention to it. Eh, oh, I don't well. care. What are you going to do? I'm being honest. See, even we present ourselves in a false way. For the purposes of entertainment, if you will, so I pe- guess. Because we don't want people <laughs> judging us for wearing the same thing <laughs> yeah, two right. weeks in a row. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, we, we, we've had a, a great day of conversation. Yeah. One, one of the things, I, I don't know if I've talked about it before in the past, but one of, one of my favorite things is listening to talk radio, to, talk, to people talking. That's why I love podcasting now and that's why I, I fell in love with podcasts when they first came out just because I love listening to people talk give their stories and different perspectives on on things all different kinds of subjects and I feel like the conversations we've had especially the last few months have just been awesome yes. just meeting some awesome people who are not afraid to say what's really on their minds yeah. and the bring a fresh perspective mm-hmm. to everything. Yeah. And they're just wonderful human beings. So that's just the cherry on top. Absolutely. We're going to be talking to Murph. Yes. Who is another gentleman who we found on Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, he's actually a part of the Real Eyes Radio. Yes, Real Eyes Radio. You can find them on Apple, iTunes, uh, YouTube. I think anywhere you can get a podcast, you can yes. find them. So subscribe and like. Yes, and uh, he so he's part of Real Eyes Radio with Human Vibration. 
and Rambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why waste any more time? I say we just get right to the interview. So everybody, get ready. Here we go with Murph. All right, and we are back, and we are joined by Murph. Murph, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys? Doing fantastic, man. Very, very good to have you here. Yes, We're excited. I, I got to say, you look awesome. You yeah. look great. <laughs> Spectacular. Yes. Yes. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. So I found you on Twitter uh, probably around the same time, I think, that uh, I, I discovered Rambo and Human Vibration. And just some really unique stuff. You, your, your Twitter timeline, it's, it's, a, it, it's a mix of like historical architecture, Michael Jackson information. Kurt Cobain, seen, Rivers Kurt, Como. That's right, yeah. that one too. Just a, a lot of different stuff that you get into, and it's all very fascinating. So I was telling Monique, we've got to talk to this guy. Yes. So I'm really psyched to have you here so we can jump into a lot of these topics. So how did you get into... Like, how did you get into like where you are now? I guess, like, how did you come to this point in your life? Um, well, I, th- I think like everybody, uh, well, not maybe everybody, but uh, you know, a lot of people are kind of were searching for, uh, kind of confused about what was going on, and I guess specifically, kind of around the beginning of twenty twenty, um, and, and I and I, and I, I think I have a different perspective on things, probably because I was. I never knew that's anything like truth or Twitter, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Conspiracy theory, Twitter, or truth or Twitter is a very thin line between those two two things, as we all know. Um, I didn't know any of these things existed, really. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know. I have, I have a family. I have three kids. And uh, I never thought of Twitter as anything other than, you know, like a, like a news source, per se. Uh, and then... Um, when the whole COVID stuff uh, started happening, it became, you know, kind of, you know, the outside world, for lack of a better kind of phrase, became, you know, so inside uh, and affecting my family that I started questioning things and uh, like dominoes started just started falling, um, and uh, and I kind of went through like almost like a uh, like a conspiracy theory boot camp of going through them and. Uh, so rapidly. I mean, I remember, you know, the whole thing of questioning whether or not COVID was real, mm-hmm. was real or not. I mean, if you're, if you're going out, I mean, it's, it's easy if you're a single person, you know, and you have these beliefs that things aren't real, but if you have like a married and you're bringing it home to your children, uh, you know, you don't want to get your kids sick. I mean, there was a little conversations where like, you know, oh, you know, if, if you're irresponsible, if the kids end up in the hospital, it's going to be your fault. I mean, those are you know, real conversations that happened, right? Uh, you know, in, in the beginning of 2020, with a lot of people, and probably still to this day. I mean, where I live, I mean, most people think that this stuff is very, very real. Uh, you know, but um, and maybe like on Twitter, it's one of the reasons why I enjoy it so much. It's like you can actually go there and speak to other people who have the same mindset uh, and aren't in this kind of like paranoia uh, basket of, of things. Um, and so I guess I, I went through the conspiracy theory kind of stuff and I st- kind of started out like everybody. I mean, I started out with the information I was really kind of most in your face at that time. I mean, if anybody logged into Twitter and kind of was searching for the, 
you know, it sounds kind of corny, but you know, searching for the truth, mm-hmm. you know, the truth was there in the form of the Q stuff. Uh, you know, that's the most in your, was the most in your face kind of stuff. Uh, um, and I was talking, you know, yesterday with Human Vibration and Rambo about how, you know, it's almost like overnight, all, all so, many, so many of these accounts just disappeared uh, at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Which, which leads me to think that a lot of the accounts weren't even real because it just, you can't just turn people off like that, uh, like a switch. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it really happened like that. Yeah. So I just went like se- sequentially went from, you know, kind of thinking I had a grasp on understanding what was going on and, you know, the, everything just started going into when I got to, I got to a certain point, I thought to my, I thought to myself, you know what, you know, I had never really looked into nine 11. So somehow I ended up into that, you know, that, uh, that subject. And uh, I got fascinated by it. And I kind of used the, 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 my line of thinking was that if, if, if nine 11 was a lie, then, you know, this could very well be a lie um, because nobody, I, nobody that I was friends with at the time, was even questioning whether or not it was real or not. Uh, nobody around me. Um, what was the reaction when you questioned that from, like, did, like from originally, like, did you, to anyone you knew in person, did you mention anything, feel it out, and kind of see what the vibe was about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, I guess in my, you know, my my real life, per yeah. se, uh, you know, it's I'm still looked at it like as a leper for thinking these things. Um, you know, a lot less than in the beginning, you know, I mean, there were times, you know, it put a strain on my marriage to say the least, uh, with one person thinking it's real, one person, uh, you know, thinking the way I do. Um, but, uh, you know, the whole COVID stuff was kind of quick to come to the conclusion that, that it wasn't real. It didn't, it never felt real, which is the reason kind of why I started questioning it. I mean, it was like a kinesthetic reaction of this doesn't feel right. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, the whole thing was like swarming. It's like being on a bad date and you just, the energy's wrong. You just know it's wrong uh, in your bones. And, uh, but I didn't have a, I didn't have any way to understand what I was feeling because I wasn't from the conspiracy theory world. I wasn't from the truth or Twitter world. So I had no way to, no framework in which to place that. So I kind of did it kind of like a, a backwards extrapolation with 9-11 and then, you know, from 9-11, realizing that that was, you know, the thing with 9-11 is, with 9-11, I kind of uh, went down the whole thing of the, that it was a controlled demolition. And it kind of went through the, the whole conspiracy theory food chain right? until I got to the thing of the whole thing was like a lie and the planes weren't even real. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I went from, I went from the, 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 you know, the John Corbett stuff, uh, you know, to, it could be Zionists and all these kind of like foreign actors and all these things. Yeah. Uh, and then, then I ended up with Judy Wood and kind of almost like a, like, like almost like the perfect kind of way to go, go to the story and the way that it's set up with all these different groups telling you what the truth is, uh, you know, and, and I remember with, with the Judy Wood, I remember speaking to somebody and telling them the Judy Wood uh, theory and the person saying, so you get it, you're telling me that, uh, the U.S. government set off nuclear weapons in downtown Manhattan, you know? And when the person said that to me, I kind of realized just how flaky the whole thing was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that, and then after the Judy Wood stuff, and then uh, led me to the whole kind of, I guess, you know, the, 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 a very kind of limited, not limited, but you know, the smallest kind of fraction of, of the conspiracy world looks at it as, you know, the U.S. government did it. 
Um, and, uh, and there weren't even really people in the buildings at the time. Uh, and, and that really pushed me over the edge because I live in New York. I grew up around this. Uh, I mean, a few days after 9-11, I came back from college and actually drove into Manhattan. I remember seeing the smoke coming up. Uh, I mean, it was, it was you know, I wouldn't say traumatic because not like anybody, I didn't lose anybody in the situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, psychologically, I think it messed up all of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, when that, when that came out and I realized that like, you know, the, the firefighter stories and like the, the levels of deception were so big uh, that it kind of opened a floodgate where I didn't have a problem after that acting, not acting, but, you know, it, it, translating that feeling that I had that things weren't right. And then shortly, shortly after the 9-11 realization, the George Floyd thing happened. Mm. Uh, and that really, I was like, you know, this is all over again. Uh, because in New York, there was, the, you know, they were supposedly blocking the Brooklyn Bridge with protesters and rioting and all these kinds of stories, but I couldn't see anything around me. Uh, I would go into downtown Brooklyn, you know, you know uh, uh, an area where you think that this stuff is going on and, you know, black and white people, um, you know, we're talking with each other and it's normal. But yet you go on, you know, the news and you hear all these crazy stories. And so I was just, I was like, what's going on? And I started talking to as many people as I could. Uh, and uh, it's just, the level of deception was just so big. Wow. Uh, no yeah. kidding. Huh. Well, one of the things we've been saying over the past year is like, don't trust the news because it paints this picture like these places are war zones and it's terrible out there. But when you go out, like we live in a city and when we go out, it's fine. There's, you know, we're polite to people. People are polite to us and you go to the supermarket. It's not crazy people freaking out, you know? Yeah. Shelves are bare, but I mean, that's obviously that's easy to manipulate, but it's just, it's not, what they're portraying it to be on your screens. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing about it is that it wasn't just the mainstream media that I recognized that was doing it. It was also the quote unquote alternative media, you know, it, it mm-hmm. was all, uh, the accounts on Twitter that people will think are independent. Because I, I got into, you know, certain kind of uh, uh, characters, I guess, like I went to sequentially down the line of things like, like for the, for the Q stuff, I think I was exposed to the Cappy Cappy character. Yeah. And that that was a mind-blowing experience that just, you know, rocked my world briefly, thankfully, but but still, I mean, that and then uh, I think of Young Pharaoh and his whole interpretation of the riots in in Minnesota and and you know showing the the imagery of, uh, of, of, of remember the guy with the umbrella who, 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 uh, who, who set fire to the, to the, uh, Bridgestone, uh, place. Yeah. Yeah. It basically, basically set the whole riot in motion. Right. You know, and there's a police officer and, and young Pharaoh is telling, telling people myself included and in believing them that these were deep state, deep state actors and all these layers of it. And it's all bullshit. And now I can look back and realize how just crappy it was. Mm-hmm. But there's a perfect, perfect example of controlled opposition kind of storytellers, like a young Pharaoh type people who, you know, people who are impressionable, people who are confused, people looking for answers. Where do they go? They go where other people who are similar are they asking the same questions. And unfortunately, nine out of 10 
probably nine and a half out of 10 people that they're exposed to who are gonna, who are gonna have a coherent idea of what's going on are gonna be lying to people. So, so I, was a, I was a perfect candidate to fall into the human vibration way of looking at things, let's put it that way. <laughs> I was wow. right, right for the pillaging. <laughs> but obviously like you've evolved and you've grown and you've, you've come up with all these great ways of looking at things. And to say the least, it's interesting whether or not people agree with it or it's not even like mentally agree, but just what they feel inside. Because I think at the end of the day, you have to go with what you feel is right. But yeah, you, you bring a lot of great points to light. And that's one of the things that I think we appreciate so much about your Twitter feed is just all the different things like you're throwing out there. And it's just yeah. like, where do you get this? It's great. Thanks. So I want to know, how much time do you spend looking into these different things? Or is it just somehow come across your path? It's kind of like a... Like a, kind of like a like a car crash where just things just happen by happenstance. I don't really set out to look at certain issues, but I think it also, what I think with, with Twitter, the interesting thing about Twitter is that you have all, I mean, I used to look at Twitter as like a, just as, as a tool to get in, to get like news source information. Mm-hmm. Now I think Twitter, you know, if looked at in a proper way, I mean, just like a gun could be like a, a method of self-defense and the gun could also be uh, something, you know, mer- you know, a child can kill himself by accident. Uh, you know, Twitter is a great thing if, depending upon the people that you're in contact with. And there's so many intelligent people out there that, you know, I'll post something and then somebody kind of says another comment and that leads me to something else. It's almost like, you know, when you go into Wikipedia and you start looking up one thing and you'll end up like two hours later on a completely different subject because mm-hmm. you just, yeah. you went to hyperlink to hyperlink. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. And by, by the end of it, you're, you're all over the world. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Twitter is very, very similar, and each person is a hyperlink unto themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's a good way of looking pick, at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can pick their brain, and you know, the feeling. You know, some you can feel people. You can see their yeah, the certain accounts, like fear porn type accounts, people who I get a lot of uh, pushback when I say things like the vaccine. You know, the vaccine isn't really killing people, and you know, the same people who are telling people that everyone's dying from COVID. I mean, that's the interesting thing about Truth or Twitter. It's Truth or Twitter kind of went through a, a thing of, um, you know, okay, so you have all of these people who are saying the government's lying to us, the government's lying to us, the government's lying to us. Then the news, then the same news source puts on across the screen that people are dying from the vaccine. And they're like, oh, the government's telling us the truth now. It's like, well, wait a second. A poisoned well is a poisoned well. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And, and, and to wrap your head around the idea of, well, wait a second, we're being lied about, you know, if you go, like I would say that the people who maybe not have f- fallen for the, for the COVID uh, PSYOP, the, the VAX PSYOP was there for those people. So it's like, if, if COVID didn't get you, the VAX thing got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's you almost know? like Republicans mm-hmm. and Democrats. If you're not one, you're probably the other. And then there's that small group kind of in between or outside of that, that doesn't fall into place. Yeah, I mean, and and, uh, and 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 for those people, it's like uh, I think we have a great thing with the, the community we have uh, and people. Um, but I was going back to the, the the thing of like being able to sense people's energy. Certain people, like the words that they choose, you can feel it. You can, if you were like in a room with them, you could feel it. And I, and I think that's that's one of the cool things about Twitter. I mean, you can really the vibrations you really pick up with the people. I'm not new agey or anything. 
but uh, I believe in all of that stuff. And I think what people may, might, might like is that, you know, I'm interested in it, so I talk about it. And I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I mean, you know, people aren't going to like me because of something I said on Twitter that's not worth it anyway. So I just started being myself and really, and being, and having the, the, the whole avatar, you know, Norm de Plume, Murph stuff, it makes that a lot easier. Because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not thinking that people know where, I, you know, who I am, where I live, per se, and something like that. So they're not judging me. They're judging this Murph character, mm-hmm. right. who's, not, who's not really a character. It's really me. But, uh, you know, that's the cool thing about it. Well, a friend of mine who I hadn't been in contact with much at all for a long time, I sent him the first podcast I did. And his, uh, and I hadn't, I hadn't spoken to him in a while. So I think I was just trying to, like, you know, just kind of uh, shock and awe him with, with his crazy <laughs> idea. I don't know. But he wrote to me. He's like, you know. I was listening to this and is that a persona or do you really believe those things? You know, and it was interesting because, you know, I could tell right then and there that, that, that definitely he wasn't thinking any of these things. He was, he was actually very uh, offended by a lot of things that I said. Wow. People need to stop being so offended by words. Well, I mean, that's kind of what we've been, when I say we, I mean, collectively society, that's kind of, we've been brainwashed into that. Yeah. Just, just with everything, you know. Well, it it it, it goes well with the, the, the corollary of the the, the victim. Uh, you know, if we have a religion now, it's not God, it's not Christ, it's not Muhammad. It's it's victimology. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I've been saying it for a while. When I was growing up, nobody wanted to be a victim. It was like pull yourself up by the bootstraps and move forward. And now it's just, it's like opposite land and everybody wants to be a victim because it's attention. It's their 15 minutes of fame. It's, it's like the wrong kind of energy though. And I don't know, it just does not make any sense to me, but that's how so many people are. Yeah. I mean, with the COVID stuff, I mean, you know, like I said, if, the, if, if COVID didn't get you the vax, you know, the MRNA, mm-hmm. Bill Gates and his scary crap. I mean, I'm of, the, I'm of the mindset that these characters are created not to instill us with fear, but to wake our asses up and to hit us over the head. And I mean, like, you know, a Fauci character who, you know, if, if a character can loom so large in the public's consciousness or conscious, uh, consciousness, yeah, that he's going to take away your life force, you know, the intention isn't to truly take someone's life force, unless you think the world is such a bad and dark, evil place that that's that's really the the, the, the focal point of what, what people are doing. Mm-hmm. The focal, you know, the reason behind it is to, to to remind people that there is a life force to take be taken away in the first place. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love the way you look at things. That's awesome. That's right? yeah. It's it, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It, it, it's a way that I kind of you know fi- try to figure it out for myself. Yeah, uh, and then I when I'm finding other people. And, you know, other people kind of helped me along with all of everything. And, uh, you know, the whole thing of characters not existing and, and character. And, and once I kind of realized that the characters not existing stuff, it's very easy to more easy to look at it as, you know, like uh, dramatic art. I mean, it's really not much different. I mean, I, I don't think we're being run now by our leaders. I think we're being run by writers. And, and people like when people talk about A.I., like there's some AI out there and AI is, you know, you know, reaching into our brains when we sleep and taking our thoughts out and scrambling us all up. That's crazy, stupid science fiction crap. 
for people who don't have the imagination to think that people can actually write things and think of stories to tell, yeah. right? Because yeah. they're not, they can't express themselves. So how could they think somebody else could express themselves, right? There's writers, like, like the movies that we see that people say predictive programming and that kind of thing. It's really no different. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. And I think people get confused when it comes to the algorithms, the AI. There are things that when you are online, yes, the computer takes the data and does stuff with your information. Whatever you're searching for, it takes that. It shows you what you want to see. But in terms of like going in and stealing your thoughts, yes, I don't. I don't no, think I think that's, that's, yeah, that's nonsense too, right? I yeah. agree. I agree. Well, little nonsensical you see a lot of people on twitter even saying things like uh well oh you know uh twitter didn't like but didn't like my last post so so I'm, I'm in the doghouse for like for like seven days or something i don't know i i never have a damn problem i i don't know what's going on but i, I think a lot of think, times people say that the algos are pushing them down or you see, you see these fear porn accounts now who are complaining that the algos aren't pushing them when say a year ago the algos were pushing them and suppressing anybody who's saying that things aren't so bad it's almost like a revolutionary thing to come out and say things are okay um yeah i remember i said it was at some point last year on one of the episodes and i'm like I've been having a great 2020 and i was like i know i'm gonna get hate for that but i don't care it's me telling the truth. But yeah, I think there's a lot of backlash if you're not experiencing the hardships. And it, it's like we all experience our hardships in our own different ways and not one is worse than another. It's just different for everybody. But it's the fact that people don't even feel comfortable being honest and speaking their own truth about stuff. Like, yeah, I know that this seemed to be a shitty year for everybody, but I had a great year. Like, that's a bad thing, apparently. It's so weird. Like, you'd want people to say, I had a great year, and you want to be happy for them, but that's not the vibe that gets put out. Well, I, I think to a large extent now, uh, you know, Truth or Twitter uh, exists primarily to push the anti-vax narrative because th th that's, I mean, th because that's considered the truth in in the conspiracy world theory in the conspiracy theory world uh, the conspiracy theory world is not going to say oh it's actually a live exercise and they're trying to do a psychological study to see how people react to different things they're not going to say that because it's not sexy right yeah not sexy yeah mm -hmm. i love the way you look at things man yeah that's yeah you're absolutely right a lot of what's been going on i look at it as like especially like government trying to see how far they can push us how much they can get away with, how much can they take away from us? You know, I've, I've looked at it that way. I've, I've tried to look at it multiple different ways. Like I, I like trying to look at things from different perspectives, but I don't know. It's just, there's so many different things that come up and so many other bits of information. It, it's sometimes hard to tell what, what you feel is really going on because you get so bombarded by like all these other viewpoints. And it just, I feel like it's done on purpose. It's like, keep everyone confused. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was talking last night with, the, with, uh, with these guys and someone had made a comment about, um, about confusion. Like how many people, we think we talk about the, the mud flood, right? Mm -hmm. The mud flood is a, a literal and figurative muddying of the waters. 
and and it's not like you know like our whole consciousness like our history we don't know what happened prior to the mud flood i mean everything gets so confusing you can everything's confusing after that but specifically prior to the like you know in the mid 19th century everything just gets kind of well, we don't know what happened before. <laughs> so yeah. let's just start, and history kind of starts on Wikipedia. I made a post, you know, on Wikipedia, history starts in 1850. It, I, it makes me wonder if this whole great reset and everything that they're pushing or, you know, all that branding, is that really what, what we're going through right now? Again, some type of a societal reset? Yeah. Who I, knows? I, I and I think I think the the uh, Tartaria storyline, right? And the, some of the things about the Tartaria uh, story, uh, I'm firmly uh, with. Some of them, I'm, I think, are just crazy, wacky kind of things that just don't make any sense. I mean, we have to acknowledge that you know, anything that's before us, if it's not or if it's not us that are bring it that's bring it to light, it's it's put there for a purpose. Yeah. So so we were primed with the Tartaria stuff. Kind of started Tartaria never really was on the airwaves prior to 2017, right? The same year that the Q stuff came out. So the Tartaria stuff is hand in glove with the Q stuff um, and, and, and fit in with, with, the, with the, the whole Tesla story of Tesla died and John Trump, who was supposedly Trump's uncle, right? That, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that whole story, yeah. that's right, yeah. At the, at the, end, the, the book end of the, the, the fall of the cabal crap, the, you know the trilogy with ten movie thing. I watched it myself. I, I don't know how I did, but I did at the time, and I believed it. But by the, the in the last episode, it, it talks about how Trump, like that John Trump, had Tesla's information, and and supposedly was a time traveler. And they introduced all these crazy concepts with Trump and Baron Trump, the son, and the, the book from the from the late the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baron. It was called Baron Trump. Uh-huh. Yeah, book, yeah. yeah. It's all created to fit a narrative, all of it. So with the Tartaria stuff, we don't know what happened. We don't know who built these buildings. We don't know if it was human beings even. I mean, some of these buildings are so impressive. We can't build these things today with our technology that we think we have and uh, all the money we have. We can't come close to the structures that, that exist. They're still standing today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's, that's the, I mean, I, it's funny. I was actually talking about this with my, with my son the other day about how history, it, it, it's, it's basically, it, it's all, it's all made up. I mean, it's a really, story. if, if we weren't there to witness it or, or hear stories from, you know, loved ones or people that we trust, you know, who could hand down firsthand accounts of things happening, you can't really trust it. It's just, you have to believe something that you're told either in a book or in, in a classroom or, or whatever. You don't really know for sure. So when I was speaking to my son about it, I just told him, look, it's good for you to know this stuff because that's what people are taught. That's what people know. So if somebody references it, it's good for you to know it, but don't put too much stock and faith into it because who knows if it's true. You weren't there. I wasn't there. I, we don't know. We just know what we're told, what is presented to us. And I think right now, especially with everything we've seen over the past few years, how people are trying to change history. They're trying to alter because they don't like how bad history was and they want to change it so it doesn't hurt people's feelings. It's like the fact that they're trying to do that should show right there that 
if it's being done now, who's to say that didn't happen in the past? Who's to say the history that we've been taught isn't just somebody's version of what they want us to know? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I was a history major in college, and uh, I took it really seriously. And so when the whole... When I saw when I saw the first really really good video on on the Tartaria, I was sold, and uh, you know it really rocked my world. Um, and for for a while there, I was really focused on on Tartaria, and, and uh, now I think I speak more about uh, you know current events than trying to the you know. I mean, at one time I was trying to figure out where Atlantis was and all that kind of stuff, and and really, I mean, if you get into the history stuff now with all the information that's available. I mean, you could. I mean, there's people. There's people who really think that Abraham Lincoln was black. There really are. Yeah, I've heard that. Really? Yeah, I've never heard right. that. No yes. kidding. And they have, and they have all of this information that if somebody's ready to believe that, that's readily available for them to, to have backup to say, yeah, this, this kind of makes some sense. Like there's photographs that where, where it looks like Abraham Lincoln's black. I, I'm just saying that there's so much information that's put out there, and I think even. A lot of the imagery that you see of these old photographs from the 19th century and all of them, for example, you can't see a cloud in any of these photographs. Right. Yeah. You, you see these you see these photographs with with these impressive buildings and structures that 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 we can't build today. But yet the people in the streets are driving horse horse, you know, horse drawn carriages. So like there's, there's a huge disconnect as to. Yeah. What's going on here? And were these images all fabricated? And, and, you know, and the buildings we know were there, but, you know, were people really driving horse and buggies? Because at the same time, you have photographs of people in horse, uh, you know, horse drawn carriages. We have proof and, 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 uh, and information showing that there was electric cars going back to the, the mid 19th century. Um, but so if that's the case, then why are these, you know, why are horses all in the streets? You know, and there's all these horses in the streets. You know, obviously you're going to need stables for horses. So otherwise, they, I mean, and there's none. So, I mean, also another thing I've read the other day is one interesting thing is this. With all of these structures all over the world, right, that were like, you know, and say in the 19th century, in the 18th century, or even earlier, where are all the bricks from? Where do they get all the damn bricks? There's not one photograph of a brick factory anywhere. Where are the bricks? I mean, how many bricks go into all the structures just in one country alone? Yeah. The whole world? But And there's not... There's, you should have brick factories all over the place. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know what? History is so screwed up that it could very well have been like a, a prior civilization of a different kind of form of life that created these structures and then left and then human beings came up and found them. Because if you look at it from a logical perspective, none of it makes any sense. None of it. None of it. So my mind's and, blown and, right now. Like, whoa, that's yeah, yeah wow, yeah, that's. And, and they had a different understanding of electromagnetic energy than we have. Uh, I mean, the electricity that we use to to power our devices now is is different. I don't know exactly how. I'm not. I don't have a physics background or or a, a, a math background. Uh, I did awful on my SATs with the math. Thing. 
Awful. You and me both. <laughs> awful. awful. I kicked ass in the English stuff, but in the math stuff, I did awful. Um, but but, but it, it, the energy that they had with all the, the, the spires on the top of these buildings and all the, you know, the metal work that conducted electricity uh, or conducted the energy. I mean, we don't exactly understand how any of it worked. And there's nobody to really explain it uh, properly uh, to this day. Um, but they were very advanced not just in the structures, but in, in the energy. I mean, even fireplaces, fireplaces are called fireplaces, but even in the building that I live in, in Brooklyn, it's like an old brownstone. They say it was built in 1848, but I don't think it was, I think it could have been hundreds of years prior to that. Uh, and really all you have to do with these structures, I mean, most of the buildings that you look at and you see brownstones and you know you see like a, a, a smooth surface, if you take, if you go three inches, uh, you know, dig out, you know, take off the th uh, maybe a few inches of that of that surface, all of these structures are all brick. So, so it, it, it would mean that initially they were brick structures and then say 200 years afterwards, then they put a, a smooth surface on it. You know what I mean? So these structures could have been 600 years old. We don't know. But anyway, going back to the fireplace thing is the fireplaces they weren't they didn't they weren't used for fire okay what were they used for radiant energy connect connected connected by with the with spires on the roof right mm -hmm. collecting collecting energy going down with the the flu and everything like that an interconnected system these buildings had radiant heat central central heat interesting what i'm gonna have to look into that now what wow using metals like mercury mercury is all over the place the statues of mercury all over this country all the united states i mean you know uh, 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 statues in rochester new york statues in uh columbia uh, not columbus in um cleveland ohio on the bridge uh these huge stone structures i mean why was mercury all over the place they understood the power of mercury which we're told is some hugely dangerous sub substance and we don't, and, and no one ever sees it, but it was everywhere for thousands of years, mercury. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I don't know. I got into that. But. Wow. Well, one of the things that Alex has been saying for a while is like, they talk about like, Oh, lead paint. You don't want lead paint. And it's like, but, is it really bad or are they just saying that like there, it just makes you question because you can use lead to shield yourself oh, you yeah, know, from radiation. The lead, the lead paint stuff is all crap too. Uh, you know, mercury, the, the whole thing. That, I mean, I don't think pe people can't, I don't think, I wouldn't recommend people drink mercury, but there's stories of uh, like Genghis Khan per se, who, who supposedly drank mercury. Maybe it wasn't Genghis Khan, but it was some, some historical figure. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know how true it is, but, but the Indian, Indian um, yogis talk about the healing benefits of, of mercury. Mm -hmm. And in, in their temples, they have the lingams, those fountain-like uh, structures. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and those, you know, a lot of fountains that we have all over the world, fountains weren't water fountains. Fountains, we used mercury. I mean, and, and there's mercury lamps. You know, if you put, if people would put mercury in a, a, a ball-shaped, uh, you know, glass, and just from, from moving it around, keeping it moving, a light would come from it. I mean, I remember as a kid, we had it in our thermometers. Yeah. That turned yeah. out fine. Yeah, so, I so, think. So, <laughs> <laughs> One might argue. 
we've been lied to about so many different things. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, that uh, it's 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 mind blowing. Um, so I mean, it was interesting because you know you see even articles nowadays, and people are arguing whether or not it's real or fake and everything like that. But there's just so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that I think a large part of the reason why people, these stories are out is to consume people's energy, so they're not they're not they're not talking about you know you know is mercury really dangerous, guys. You know, is lead paint really dangerous? Well, you know, why are all these things considered true? Uh, because we're busy talking about George Floyd and whether or not he had legs or not, you know, or the, or the, the, the lady who just died in England, mm-hmm. supposedly was murdered and she's 33 and it was, you know, the, the news report came out at 3, 3, 3, 3, 3 p.m. or something yeah. and, and on, on 3, 3 and I mean, it's almost like you're talking about the, like the victim tech, the, the victim, uh, uh, victimology stuff like the story wasn't about uh, a, a woman per se it was it was more about how men are dangerous i kind of want to go off on a tangent about that <laughs> the stupidity of it uh, I, I don't whatever <laughs> no it's, it's yeah because we we were talking about it earlier with rambo and human vibration and because we weren't super familiar with this and he was explaining it to us and again it's like yeah that portraying that whole oh, if you see a woman, you know, just stay away because she, she could get uncomfortable. And it's like, I don't want people being uncomfortable because I'm walking by as a female. It's like, I can handle myself. And if I can't, then sucks to be me. But I'm, I'm not going to live in fear because some dude's walking by me or 12 dudes are going by me. Again, it's that fear. It's to get women afraid. It's to get men feeling afraid. Are, are they going to think I'm going to do something? It's just that fear year it's awful everything is so psychological now like everything yeah it's 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 mind-blowing yeah we were not familiar with that that story uh about her i i, I personally i don't watch the news anymore at all they don't have cable and, and even my uh on twitter i never go to the uh the news feed anymore i just yeah. don't even bother I, I just don't give my energy to any of that stuff Life anymore. Life is better. If, if I can help it, you know. And if that's wanna, why. Yeah, if I want to know what's going on, I go outside and take a look around. Pretty much. It's it, it very similar to the, to the George Floyd stuff where, you know, it, I, mean, I don't know. I didn't sense any or perceive any, of, uh, you know, racial tension going on. And then the, 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 the story happens and all of a sudden you hear everyone talking about uh, people would have the idea that black people are being murdered every, every two minutes all over, you know, every city in the, every city in the country. Definitely not happening in New Hampshire. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Mm. I mean, it's it's you have these stories happen, and in the in the real world, you know, no one's really talking about it. But you know, I think I think really at least half of the half of the accounts on Twitter are just fake, and kind of you know, I don't think it's AI. I think they're really just bots. Yeah, that yeah. bot accounts that are just like you're getting paid fifteen dollars an hour just to like write shit. Yes, I I, I agree. Yeah, I mean it. It's everywhere, and I mean it's you have to question everything. It's yes. it's it's so hard to to discern if you, if you're not careful, you can get caught up in a lot of just fake negative kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's yeah, it's 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 crazy. Speaking of fake, we want to talk to you about something you tweeted, and it really intrigued us about Michael Jackson. And Jack Crooner. Oh, my favorite subject. 
Awesome. I love this. This subject. is this is great. Yes. I can't remember how how it came across. It came to came to me. I don't know where I saw it first. But anyway, when I saw it at first, as, as, as typical with all of these things, I think, oh, this doesn't make much sense. And I got, was intrigued, like, and like all of us. I mean, who didn't love Michael Jackson when they were young? I remember like, you know, trying to get the black leather pants. <laughs> I mean, who didn't in the black jacket or the, the red jacket with all the zippers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the gloves. Anyway. The beat it jacket. Right. That's yeah. when he wore beat it. Right. Yeah. The beat it, beat it jacket. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, there was a point in time where he was like, cool. Yeah. And, uh, and it wasn't like kind of the way that we look at stars now, kind of cool. It was beyond, I don't know, there was something strange about the whole situation. Yeah, he was a whole other level of star. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even think of anybody. I, we're, I'm very removed from pop culture today. I, I don't know much about pop culture now. So I couldn't even compare or, or say anybody that could even come close to comparing to the type of level of star that Michael Jackson was. If there is, I, I don't. I don't know who it is. Who would even come close? Well, I think. I think really. I think. I, I mean, people. You know, different. Like you know, the people talk about the, the, the famous products around the world, like you know, like Coca Cola or Marlboro, like instantly recognizable things. Yeah. I, I think really, there's a case to be made for for him being the most famous person in the world. Yeah. Um, most recognizable, I'd say, and probably the most most you know, loved or, or, or talked about, I mean, just fascinated everybody. Even if people don't like his music per se, they kind of like him, something about him. And that's why, you know, all the stories of, I mean, it was a real loose period of, uh, of getting into the whole stuff of, 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 of him being with the underage people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Underage stuff. And, and I think a lot of that was contrived and he kind of welcomed it. And I think he always, I don't think he wanted to be Michael Jackson forever. And, and it's an interesting thing of uh, one of the reasons why I like the subject so much is there's so many different like psychological things that come up. Like if you were the most famous person in the world, you know, you literally like you can't you can't go you can't leave your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't, you can't deal with like even like staff because people are going to be offered a hundred thousand dollars to tell you like, you know, your, your dirty underwear. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, what kind of life is that? Yeah. I mean, what kind of life do you have if. If you have a billion dollars, but can't, you know, can't go to the store with your kids without being harassed by anybody, uh-huh. instantly recognizable. So, so I think, for a large extent, that he always wanted to. Uh, well, one thing about Michael Jackson is, I mean, you have to realize he he was a musical star since he was like five years old. Uh-huh. So, if you're, you know, if you're in in, in in that world for that long, he was he became more exposed to film, uh, theater, and things like that. And he and remember. The thriller video. With oh, Jimmy yeah. The makeup. Yeah, I mean, the makeup, right? There that was, was real, yeah. The, the, there was a real theme through his life of, he also, he also, he also, the eccentric, eccentric millionaire who, who bought the Elephant Man uh, mask or something like that. He, he paid a, a huge amount of money for the Elephant Man, uh, something to do with the Elephant Man. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he was always intrigued with masks and, and being a different character. And, and a guy who's that famous, I mean, of course he's going to be. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, it makes how sense. You, yeah. You can't hide when you're <laughs> Michael Jackson. Right. I mean, he just can't, and, and that's one of the reasons why I believe it's so easy for me to believe that uh, you know, Jack Crooner is Michael Jackson now because physically he moves like Michael Jackson. I mean, you can put Michael, and as far as joking around, like 
the, the Jack Crooner videos where he's singing, they're all layered with the auto tune, so you can't tell it's Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. But you can feel it's Michael Jackson, even through all those layers of all technology, right? Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson is is a star that burns so bright, you can you, you can you can tell it's him through layers of shit. <laughs> Love that. Well, I so I saw your post about it, and you included a video. Oh, it was doing Frank Sinatra, Jack Crooner, and the Miami Blues. Is it Miami Blues Band? Or? Blues, blues Club or Blues Band? Yeah. yeah. And they're doing uh, I've Got You uh, Under My Skin by Frank Sinatra. And so I watched the video, and then I started looking. Okay, who is this guy? So I find his website, and it's about him. All right, let's learn about who Jack Crooner is. And it just talks about a little paragraph about when he was a kid, his dad took him to see Frank Sinatra. Okay, that's, that's it. Michael. That's Michael. That's that, Michael. that was it. And then I started looking. And there's a picture where they're at some kind of party and they have this like woman, she's in a dress and like big blonde hair. And it looks like he has a black wig on. So it's kind of obvious it's a wig. But I noticed he has glasses on and because it's like a side profile and his ear, the way the glasses are, it's pushing his ear down. So like if you naturally like I wear glasses, when I put my glasses on the sides that go around my ear, it doesn't push my like actually hold my ear down. So it's sticking out. It's just not normal. It's just really bizarre looking. And the other weird thing is a couple weeks later, I went to go find it again and I couldn't find that picture. So I was like, did I mess up the search? What's going on? But I've looked at a bunch of pictures of him. Pictures of him performing, quote unquote. I can't find any of him sweating. He's on stage under lights, pants, shirt, jacket. I've been on stage before. I've been in bands and I performed. You get sweaty under those lights. It gets hot. And especially if you're moving around, no sweat. I couldn't find any with him sweating. I thought that was a little bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's videos of him where he's, he's squeezing at his cheek, you know, playfully, you know, he has his iPhone at, at the camera saying I'm not Michael Jackson. And at the same time he's doing that, he's pulling on his cheek where you can tell that that is not his cheek. It, 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 it looks like rubber. So he's wink, he's, he's saying he's not Michael. That, that, and that's the kind of what, what art, what art really is, is saying you're, not, saying you're not something, but at the same time showing that you are something. Yeah. And we've lost the ability to differentiate between magic and illusion. Mm -hmm. We differentiate. We've we've lost the ability to differentiate between, the, you know, a real tragedy uh, and a fake tragedy like the George Floyd stuff. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, anybody could look at that and say, you know what, this is so obvious, so in your face that this can't really be the way that things happen. This doesn't seem organic. Um, so, so the interesting thing about about the Jack Kerner character is that he's winking at us, saying, "I'm Michael," but he can't say that he's Michael, and he also he also doesn't want to say that he's Michael. Mm -hmm. but, but the, but the cool thing about the, the Jack thing that kind of, if it wasn't for, for, the, for these certain facts, I would find it more difficult to believe is there's plenty of photographs of Jack Croner hanging out with the Jackson kids. Yeah, I mean, there's videos of him hanging out with his kids. 
Yeah. So, so if if Jack Kroner is some some weird karaoke fruitcake guy who's trying to make a you know uh, trying to grift on the idea that he's Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson's not alive. Would you? It, it's not like the Jackson kids are hurting for money or hurting for attention, right? Mm-hmm. Would you be hanging out with the guy who's trying to loose off of your father's legacy, your dead father? Again, no. it just feels like he's putting it out there, like you know. Jack Kerner with, you know, Prince Jackson in Miami, Florida. And it's like, oh, hey, we're in Miami. We're just hanging out. It's it's like putting it in your face, like rubbing it in your face because it's like, but prove it. Well, I don't think it's even that. I think, I, I think even if even if even if even if there was enough, I think there's enough information to not prove it. But I mean, you also think he's singing Frank Sinatra songs, mm-hmm. right? He's singing Beatles songs. Mm hmm. Uh, those are the songs that Michael Jackson actually literally owns. Doesn't he own them? Yeah, I was going to say. That's right, yeah. The Blackbird video, the way he's standing. That's great. It's like, you're just that, like, the way he is, his stature, it's like you look like Michael Jackson, just like the way you're standing. It's crazy. Sorry, my necklace is um, banging against the table. I apologize. And, And he had become white. I mean, this, by like, you know... By the late '90s, he was mm-hmm. basically white. He was a white guy. Um, so, so I think even even going back to the, like the Pepsi commercial in 1983 or four or something around there, yeah. when the thriller came out, mm-hmm. I think that all of this stuff was all staged to like you know uh, to go into a thing where, where he'd have to have these uh, um, have to have these uh, 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 procedures to lighten his skin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, knowing that eventually he didn't want to be Michael Jackson and how could you get away with not being Michael Jackson or, or when you're actually Michael Jackson? I mean, you literally have to, you have to trans, you know, transform yourself yeah. to a different, different color. Uh, because, because Michael Jackson is so recognizable. Yeah. I mean, the guy could go to a restaurant and order something and you could, you could Oh, <laughs> you could hear it in his voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So magical about him. I mean, the blackbird video, it gave me the goosebumps because you you feel the spirit of 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 uh, I don't know whatever I mean I, I still listen to like old Michael Jackson songs and get like you know get, get sentimental or whatever I mean some of it's corny but whatever I'm corny sometimes too we're all corny yeah I think. I, I, I'll Who tell cares? you like what you like yeah feel I, what you feel it's it, it, if somebody can listen to Man in the Mirror and not get a little bit a little bit whatever. And they're not human as far as I'm concerned. So. Jackson's stuff. I, I mean, I still listen to Jack Michael Jackson songs here and there. And I, and I always get every, it's, it's every time I listen to them, there's a genius there like that. It, it, you, again, I, I can't think of anybody today or, or even when Michael Jackson was around who could compare, like who compares to that, level of creativity, you know, it's just it, it magical, I guess, is probably the best way of putting it. It, it. There was just something, like you said, Man in the Mirror, for example, that song. Yeah, it's it, you listen to those those songs and just the melodies, the way he sings, if you're watching the videos, the way he moves, it, it, there was just nothing comes even close. So for me, I get a little nostalgic if I listen to like Thriller, for example, because I just remember being a kid and running to the next door neighbor's house that had 
MTV because we didn't have cable. And, you know, them calling me say, hey, Thriller's going to be on in five minutes because they used to run commercials saying Thriller's going to be on at yeah. this time. And, and running over there to get ready to watch Thriller. You know, it, it, it's, it, so yeah, there's that nostalgia, but just you listen to the, he's a genius. I can't even put it into words. It's, well, it was also, it's a nostalgia, I guess, for, for a more innocent time. Yeah. Like Pre internet time. Uh, I mean, you were talking about how we grew up and like the whole bootstrap kind of thing, but, you know, in the 80s or whatever, I mean, uh, you know, the way that people in the 80s listening to Van Halen and things yep. like that. Could you imagine them believing in a Pizzagate type story? Oh, no. No. No they'd way. Like, they'd laugh at you. Yeah. They'd yep. kick the shit out of you in the bathroom. Probably. Yep. <laughs> yep. Weird. Though. Yep. But, but it became so normalized. All these weird things became normal. Yep. Uh, and, and things that were normal became abnormal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so, so, you know, the Michael Jackson stuff, I guess part of it is a nostalgia. Uh, part of it is an appreciation for his stuff. But I mean, uh, you know, the, the songs, the songs that the guy sings, the photographs with the children, um, all of the, the, the scene, the, the information from the actual, uh, from, from, from the alleged, mur- the alleged uh, uh, death, the, the crazy story of Dr. Conrad Murray, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then, then Dr. Conrad Murray was prosecuted and it never really went anywhere. It was just a real Lucy story with the propofol. Mm-hmm. Pro- pro- propofol. Is that what it was? It was, uh, was it, yeah, propofol. Or was it propofol and fentanyl? It, it was the doctor allegedly. So he allegedly was given it to him so much? he could sleep. Is that what the story was? Okay. Allegedly, yes. Okay. So he could sleep, and he took too much. Well, yeah, no, but we were so overcome with the emotion at the time that we that that we, it never even occurred to us that. This is this this stuff is so strong, right? It's almost like like the George Floyd stuff. George Floyd in his body from the autopsy. Who, by the way, interestingly enough, George Floyd, the guy who did George Floyd's opt- autopsy, I think we could we could verify this was the same guy who did Michael Jackson's autopsy. Interesting. Michael, Come on. Well, he's the auto, he's, the, he's the doctor for all these psyops. He he did his name is Michael Baden. And, and he did he did not only George Floyd, he also did uh, Epstein. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. interesting. I'm almost positive it was George Floyd, but, but the point of what I was saying is that that George Floyd in his, his autopsy report, he had uh, levels of fentanyl in the system that he shouldn't have been alive at, by that point anyway. So that's what that's what confused me a lot with the George Floyd thing is that all the reports came back with the fentanyl that he had in the system. That much fentanyl in the system, he should have been dead, but he shouldn't even been <laughs> been alive at that point. So the, the idea that Chauvin was the person who killed him didn't make any sense to me. But but that was a little that was kind of prior till I I realized that that the whole thing was just rotten. Yeah. So so so, so, so rationally speaking, all of us should have been like. Wait a second. This is a little bit over the top. Propofol to sleep. I mean, that's what you give somebody like to knock them out to do, like cut off their legs. If they yeah, need leg. I worked in veterinary medicine for almost twenty years, and we would use it for surgery to um, before you give anesthesia. You would use the propofol to kind of get them to the point where you can intubate them, and you know, like we do it on like dogs, and you give them that, 
they get down enough where you can intubate them and then start giving them other medication. Yeah, I don't think he ever had propofol uh, or anything like that. I think a lot of these stories with these, you know, Kurt Cobain, Heath Ledger even, I haven't gotten into the Heath Ledger thing, but mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I can't help it. All these stories of these celebrities who die under these tragic, supposedly tragic circumstances, I can't help but think that they're somehow contrived. Um, it wouldn't uh, be shocking. Especially the ones where there's just so much weird stuff around it or mystery. Like you've brought up Kurt Cobain in, in your posts and just how things were off with that. Another weird one to think about is Brittany Murphy, where she oh. just randomly died. Very strange. And there was all these weird circumstances around her. It's just very interesting like to go in and look at them all. Have you ever seen the video where the, where the husband, that Simon Monjack character, who also died. Yes, he died too. And that was the other weird thing because then her husband died. Oh, this is Brittany Murphy's yeah. husband? Okay. But, and prior to him dying, he was doing interviews with the news stations, investigative journalism stations, whatever, and, and showing video of the bedroom, showing video of the bathroom that she died in and, and talking about her as if she was still alive. It was just, the whole thing was so bizarre, and 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 they live with the mother. The mother lived in the same house, right? That the Simon Munjak character mm-hmm. and the Brittany character both died in. It's so it's such a crazy story. Wow! All of it, all of these stories. But that's so the thing. Like you start thinking back, like to what you remember, and you remember all these weird things, and then there's always some kind of theory or conspiracy theory about it. Like Kurt Cobain, you know, it was a. He was a heroin addict who killed himself, but then you had the Courtney Love was involved, and then it gets the rabbit hole gets deeper. Like, oh, wasn't like her dad in the CIA or something like that? I think so. Yes, the, the, the dad was put to CIA supposedly, and again, who the hell knows with these stories? Sure. I mean, it all, it all sounds sounds interesting, mm-hmm. and but but we all fail to realize that. Like, like I think I said one time, I said, you know, we all forgot that uh, Courtney Love is an actress. Mm-hmm. I mean. Because people were saying, oh, yeah, you know, Courtney Love had him taken out. Because I would do a post on, okay, there's no blood at the, at the death scene, right? If somebody shoots their, shoots their head off with, with, you know, with a shotgun, uh, their head's going to be all over, the, all over the room. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a shotgun. Right. right? And the, the electrician who found Kurt Cobain couldn't see blood. Didn't see blood. Well, actually, I'm like thinking, is it birdshot or buckshot? Because that can make a little difference, but at close range. Still get blood, though. Yeah. Close range. The electrician left thinking thinking that, that Cobain was sleeping. Yeah. It's when, he initially, when he initially found Cobain, he, he was sleeping. And there's no blood anywhere. I mean, it, it's almost like, you know, even Cobain's music, it was all set up to the point where if you heard that the guy killed himself, you'd be... Well, he kind of was telling you that he was going to kill himself, like in every single song he was singing, you know, and it really begs the question as to whether or not like all of these things are like, you know, put on, you know, affectations, you know, like the tortured musical uh, genius, you know, uh, you know, who always wants to kill himself. And really, he's just an artist and he's trying to, you know, sell albums. I mean, like anything else. I mean, you know, it's, it's sexy. And, and there was somebody, and there was like a cottage industry that's that popped up after his Kurt Cobain. That was really kind of close to me. And when he killed him, when it happened, it was 1994. I was a senior in high school, 
And I remember it was after school and we all had went to like the park, you know, like everyone in high school, there's a park. Right? Sure. Yeah. And yep. they go to, they're sitting in the car and like, you know, like filling the bowls up, that kind of crap. And as we're sitting there listening to like, you know, the regular radio station, the music was interrupted and a guy just came on, came on and just announced it. And we all sat there dazed, like, what? Like, it was like, it rocked our world. Uh, and afterwards, the, the whole, the whole, the, there was like uh, endless books, movies. There was that the, the Gus Van Sant movie, Last Days, uh, mm -hmm. that was just about like his final, final, you know, before, before it happened. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a, the, the classic kind of, um, you know, uh, making a hero out of these people. What's weird for me is I remember when I found out he died, I was like 13, but I love Nirvana. I mean, I was, you know, I grew up kind of like metalhead, grunge, alternative punk rock. And I remember like hearing he died and just thinking like, oh, okay, that sucks. But I, I mean, I had friends who were just like bawling their eyes out. They were so sad. And I remember thinking like, I just don't feel anything. I don't like what's uh, something wrong with me because I liked his music too, but I just, I never felt that like, and I remember trying to pretend to be more upset than I was just so people weren't like, what's wrong with you? Okay. But yeah, it was just weird. I just was like, Ugh. and when Michael Jackson died, I remember a friend of ours, he loves Michael Jackson. And all I did that day was bust his chops about like how he's like a, a pedophile and a child molester because it was grinding his gears, you know, like just like the guy died and I'm just like pushing his buttons, uh, finding the humor in it. And I'm like, You're so heartless. I know. And it's like, I'm a freaking empath. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just not feeling anything. And now I start to wonder, did I not feel anything? Because maybe it just wasn't real. I don't know. Could be. It, it would make me feel better. I think. <laughs> I I felt I fell for all of these things. Yeah. Um. You know. I mean. Like I said, I wasn't prior to you know March or you know, uh, yeah, March uh, twenty twenty, February, January. Uh, I wasn't paying attention to any of these things. I believed in all. Of, you know, everybody that died. Yep. News is telling me the truth. I didn't. I never questioned anything really. Yeah. Um. But but but. Uh, the Michael jo Michael Jackson story is fascinating because um, because even if you tell people you know the, the truth, like nobody would believe it. So it's like it's the ultimate escape. Yeah, I call it the, the you know uh, the greatest practical joke ever um, and the, the greatest escape um, because you know if he is still alive, which I do believe he's still alive, Paul McCartney is not the wealthiest musician alive. It's um it's Michael Jackson. And nobody knows it, and everyone thinks he's dead. And he sold more albums probably since he died since than when he was alive. Well, look at Michael Jackson. Look, look at Elvis. Like, what do they do? They turn it into a joke. Like, oh, Elvis is still alive. It's like that gaslighting. It's like, oh, you think that? We're just going to make fun of it, make you think you're crazy. But, yeah, like, just with what you were saying, I was thinking, like, yeah, they, they turn it into a joke. And if you think that somebody's still alive after they've allegedly passed on, it's like you're a joke. And it's because of the way they portray it. They make fun of it. And they they just, and it's like maybe they're doing that on purpose. So people don't want to say that out loud to get people thinking. 
Yeah, the, 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 well, the thing with Jackson also, the, uh, the birth, the, the death certificate. There's no valid death certificate for Michael Jackson. Really? The you posted about that too, and I was like, interesting. The death certificate says Michael Joseph Jackson. And, and when, his, when his, his legal name is actually Michael Joe, um, and uh, on his driver's license, birth certificate, and all forms of identification, it's, it's correct to spelling Joe. But on this document, it says Joseph, and it's also stamped invalid and not valid to identify, uh, you know, the, the person um, stamped across it. So I'm thinking that, you know, people think about, uh, you know, talk about, you know, the legal hoaxes going on, the legal, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, the arrests done or actually, you know, fake arrests per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, look at the insurrection, the whole shaman Viking business. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you have characters there who, like the John Sullivan guy, the guy who was arrested, uh, who was on CNN the same night. Um, I don't think there is a John Sullivan. I don't think he exists. Period. It's a character. Yeah, I don't. But I don't. Th- I mean, think he's. I think he's actually digital. I don't think there is a John Sullivan. I can an, an actor to even play that role because a lot of these roles that you have, like say, like the George Floyd situation, or uh, you know, the, the Epstein thing. You know, people think, oh, okay, well, maybe, maybe it wasn't real, and then they have an actor playing it. The, the difficulty of getting actors, even a crisis actor, if I came to you and said, hey, like someone's a struggling actor, and said, okay, you're a struggling actor, but I'm going to pay you a million dollars every month to play this person, right? And who wants to be the role of George Floyd? Who wants to be the, the guy who died? You know, it, it, it's practically very difficult to pull these things off um with real people mm-hmm. uh, and real people talk yeah real people get drunk at a bar and tell and, and, and say too much real people can get the slip to mickey by 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 somebody and and, and talk too much mm-hmm. uh yeah. you know so um so the, the the digitizing people is i think the, what 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 is happening a lot now mm-hmm. um, but, but i think that's why using the word characters works because regardless of if they're digital or just in makeup, or just acting, it's all a character. It's just portraying a role in one way or another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's 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 uh, it's it's crazy because you know people talk about. And I was thinking about this before before I got on with you guys, because um, uh, I was even I was with my kids. I was, I was joking with them. These, my daughter's all, she's 12, so she loves TikTok, right? Okay. And, and she's all into that world, you know? And I was always joking around with her, like making fun of TikTok and YouTube personalities and stuff. And, and now that I'm on YouTube, I joke around with her saying, like, I'm a YouTube personality kid. <laughs> <laughs> I tell her I have more followers than you. I have more followers than you. <laughs> I, joke, I joke around with her. How many followers do you think I have now? In a competition, <laughs> I'm in a competition with, with my 12 year old daughter about followers and, and social media stuff, but I don't know. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Here, here we are, like, yeah, our son is 13, and like, we don't let him have any of that. It's like, no, you don't need it. <laughs> yeah, we probably should have went that route, and uh, I'm paying the consequences now. These the kids, are, it's 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 awful. Um, but but especially now because I don't know, my daughter there's no there's no physical school to go to mm-hmm. uh, there's no buddies like to hang out with um, 
and uh, so you know we, we make certain, certain lenient when it comes to certain things but yeah. it's it's awful nonetheless but it, it's also difficult for me because I'll tell my tell my wife like oh these kids are always on their devices or whatever and then I'm like I'm like addicted to Twitter myself so <laughs> so I find it difficult to, to to lay down the law when I'm doing it myself mm-hmm. yeah no, yeah. that makes sense. I like personally, like we hate social media <laughs> if we didn't have to do it for like the podcast and for like my own side business that I have. I just, I don't think I'd be on it at all. And so I, I think that's why like a lot of times I just like our Twitter, we don't post a lot of stuff. Like we don't have a Facebook and we had Instagram, but it wasn't working properly. It was like giving us issues. So I'm like, nope, get rid of it. So it's literally just Twitter and so many days I'm just like, I'm not going on like three days go by and I'm like, Oh, I haven't been on Twitter. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I, I only go on now and I just look at yeah Murph stuff. I, I'll, I'll look at, you know, Rambo stuff, human vibrations. Yeah. Stuff. Like I just want to, just a couple people. Out, yeah. yeah. Just, and you know, and that's it. I try to, Stay off but of kudos it. to like you three for always yeah. being so active and responding to people yeah. and their comments. Yeah, I, I, I in the in the beginning, when, when I was kind of first first getting into the whole idea of uh, that some of these people didn't exist, and before I was really really sold on it, you know, I would follow certain people, and I even got like you know uh, joined someone's like Patreon thing. But they never replied to any of my questions, mm-hmm. and I got really pissed off because I'm like, here I am, I, I, some you know Twitter person, and I joined the joined the Patreon. They can't answer a stupid question, and I even wrote like, like bro, I'm not I'm not here to like get a long answer, just yes or no, and I still can get a reply. And I called the guy out about it actually a few months afterwards, and I think now I have more followers than him. <laughs> him. <laughs> I love it. That that's one thing. It's not like we have like a ton of people following us, but anytime somebody comments or like on our YouTube, if they comment about something, I get so excited because I just look at it like no matter like even if they're saying we suck, they're reaching out. They're taking time to put something out there. So I'm gonna respond. I mean, uh, we just like some of the stories that people open up and share. It's so incredible and it's so nice to just have conversations with people and you know read other people's perspectives and what they've been through and where they're coming from it's so so lovely and when I see people like you and Rambo and human vibration taking the time to comment to people even if they just don't get something and they it's hard because when you're typing there's no tone and sometimes it feels kind of aggressive and you guys all just like you explain away and you're also very open and you know, it's not like, Oh, what I say is that's it. You're just, again, you're so open and you're like, okay, let's think about this. And I love that. So kudos to you three for doing all that you're doing just in the name of trying to learn and figure stuff out. It's awesome. Well, it's, it's almost like a huge house party. And you don't know how many people are inside the house or how big the house is until you actually start walking through different rooms. Mm. And it's cool because if I can't sleep sometimes, and it's been happening lately where I wake up like butt early in the morning and like I can't go back to sleep. 
and I'll log on and people are still going at it. I mean, it's 24 hours a day. Um, so it's kind of cool where, you know, it's, uh, it's like anything, it's like, it's like a constant house party going on that most people don't realize that it's like people are driving down the street and like saying, oh, there's nothing, nothing going on in this, in this fucking boring town. They don't realize that there's like a house like right to their left and it's full of all of these people. And it's like, I have people that I'm corresponding with, they're in Saudi Arabia, they're in China, they're in, uh, you know, they're in Europe, which is, which is weird also. You have different accounts where, some, some of the accounts that I don't necessarily interact with, but there's a certain, certain accounts where I was wondering, there's like fear, por fear porn accounts, they're em emanating out of Europe, and, and they had a large following of Americans. And, uh, and I started, started paying attention to the account and started paying attention to the, to the times that they would tweet. And I would figure out that if this person was really in Europe, that would mean that they're waking up at like three o'clock, 3.30 in the morning to do the tweets or whatever. And it made no sense because it's like, you know, if I'm German, I'm gonna be on German Twitter. Not that this person was German, mm -hmm. but, but like, for example, we're American. I mean, it's not that we're like being, uh, uh, you know, prejudice and, you know, being around mostly Americans, that's, we're looking for the American experience and mm -hmm. how other Americans are trying to figure out what's going on in America right? and, and the world. We're not going to log on to a German Twitter and be hanging out with a bunch of Germans. Mm -hmm. So like, I started questioning like all like Twitter, like what, like what was coming in front of me? Where is this information coming from? You know, why is somebody in, in a European country hanging out with a bunch of Americans? Like, why are there no Europeans following him or he's following Europeans? What's yeah. going on here? The whole thing is so wacky. But you're <laughs> questioning it. You're saying, hey, what's up with this? And you're looking into it and you're trying to figure it out. And that's so many steps further than so many people want to do. They don't even think about that and they don't want to do the work. I mean, we'll try to put information out for friends and family and say, hey, Go figure it out for yourself. Here's the links. Here's what we found. And it's just too much for them. So the fact that there are people who do question things and they do try to figure it out and they just, they want to understand it, I think is just fabulous because that's what we need. Yeah. No, I think, I think a, a lot of it is um, that, uh, you know, I don't know. You know what I like? I, I love it. Well, my favorite part of all these threads and everything is when someone like posts a song that's somehow relevant to the subject. So I like to think of myself as a DJ. I'm serious. Like, you know, you, you, you put the subject out of like a lot of people like, in the beginning, I even thought, okay, this is kind of crazy. Like, am I embarrassing like my colleagues per se that I'm saying that, that I really believe that Michael Jackson's alive. So, and after I, I, enough information, I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm confident with this. I'm going with it. Um, but I think a lot of people have the same kind of thing where they doubt themselves. So they're not really being their authentic self. Mm -hmm. Even, even, even with the, the aid of an avatar, they still can't, they still can't really be themselves. Um, so a DJ, you know, DJ will throw on the, the tunes and get people dancing. So I think I, I, that's what I, I like to think of myself as DJ. DJ Mar so, but the interesting thing also is that if you, if you, if you are that vocal, people start accusing you of being an agent which happens, which was starting to happen more and more recently, which is interesting because I view it as a compliment. You know, well, somebody would actually pay me to talk like this, fuck that, I'm a compliment, I'll take it. Well, yeah, I go, mean, yeah. Uh, 
you know, we've brought it up is you always have to question, are these people real? Are they a psyop? Is it, you know, like what is real? Because it's just like this thread you keep pulling and you keep getting more questions. And then the more questions you ask, it just becomes natural. Like, okay, are these people real? And I, I think it's just natural to question it. Oh yeah, no, I I don't I don't I don't blame I I don't blame people at all at all for thinking about it. I would probably think the same thing. And I mean, even like a year ago, the things that I was interested in a year ago, the things that I believed a year ago, if I would have encountered somebody saying the things that I'm saying, I would have thought the guys off his completely off his rocker. Um, if I hadn't, you know, if, if I'd never found human vibration, I probably wouldn't. With that piece of the puzzle, of of people not being real per se. I wouldn't have the general the general way of look I look at things probably uh, at all. Um, that was crucial, yeah. and uh, I remember being uh, I think I was a freshman in in, uh, in high school when the John Bonet stuff happened, and uh, it's almost like you know like Columbine, Columbine, and uh, the, even the Sandy Hook thing, mm-hmm. which I never I wasn't paying attention to at that point, but you know there was a period there where we just thought well, like white people were psychopathic killers. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it was kind of weird, you know, it's like only white people would do this weird, crazy shit and like shoot up a, a school and kill people. I mean, we couldn't really c- understand like, like because the people we went to high school with, there was like, there was weird people, you know, but the trench coat mafia was like, you know, maybe some goth kids who like were a little bit depressed, but yeah. they weren't killers. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And then that stuff happened. And it was like, the whole thing, I think, you know, even with the Sarah Everhard story, it's like the, men have been castrated so badly. Yes. You know, and, and in, in that vacuum, you know, women t- become maybe a little bit more more managed per se, but everyone's so fucking confused, so confused to the point where there's accounts literally that are, that are dedicated to the whole transvestigation stuff. And, you know, like I, I post something about, about Michael Jackson, there's some people that are so soulless that their only reply is that was really a woman you know everyone's the opposite sex you know it's all some tranny stuff everything's a tranny and you know it's such a weird kind of dark 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 world that that some of these people inhabit and it's it became normal and and you know it's just it's kind of gross And, and and a lot of people accuse me of being naive and and I guess that's where the agent thing comes in. Like, like here's this person telling people that not everyone's a tranny and the vax isn't going to kill everybody. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, Michael Jackson is still alive. And, and this guy's just so high on things that he just thinks all these things are, uh, everything's good. It's not necessarily the things are good, but, but I just don't think that we should be uh, bogged down by things that aren't real. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not as horrible as the world is making it out to be. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but not, not, it's not to say we don't have tragedy in our personal lives. Yeah. We do. I mean, you know, people's children get sick. You can't, you can't explain these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. We have enough negative stuff in our own lives that we don't need any fake stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least, I don't know. I don't think I do, but, uh, people seem to like it, you know, kind of like the, 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 say in the absence of, in the absence of genuine emotion, People will, will, will go to the, the fake thing. I mean, I, I, I likened it to uh, it's like masturbation if you don't have a partner. At least you're feeling something. Yeah, it's, yeah that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. 
It's true. That's true. Yeah. Wow. I, you mentioned those those accounts uh, that talk about just everybody being trans. I, I came across some of that, and I just I'm like, okay. I, I try to keep an open mind about everything, but some of this stuff, I'm just like, okay. Come on, it's it's a little it's a little crazy. Like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson is a woman. Like pregnant, no. I think too. Was he pregnant? Oh, that was Vin, D- Vin Diesel with the pregnant one. Jeez, oh, I I didn't see that. I, the the one that got me was the the Rock, and then I went, okay, no, I'm 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 done. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm done. Like I I've I've been in the locker room with the Rock. He's not a woman. Okay, like, and the way <laughs> and the way those accounts deal with people is that they'll present this worldview. And if people say, no, that's not going on, then all these, all these different, like a gang stalkers come on, like, oh, this guy doesn't know reality. This guy hasn't done his research. And I got that. I got early on in the whole conspiracy theory kind of stuff. Even when I was beginning into the Tartaria stuff uh, with specific accounts um, that I no longer, uh, you know, have any kind of interaction with anymore. I had to block them actually, just because I just didn't, I don't want to think about it anymore. But um, what I got is that if I didn't believe in something, I always got the thing that I didn't do my research. What's you know? really interesting with that is, oh, well, you didn't do your research. Usually said by the person who didn't do any research. Because, I mean, for us, when we're talking about a topic, I try to research it as much as I can, but I always put out there, I could have missed something. I could have misinterpreted something. So if you find something different, let me know. Because I just want to know. And if I'm wrong, okay, but just let me know. Don't just say, oh, you're wrong. You didn't do your research. It's like, well, how did you get your information? How did you do your research? What did you find? Where, you know, where did you find it? The, the thing with the research too is everything now is online. That's all stuff can just, I mean, so much false information can be put out there and presented as real. So even saying do your research. True, I, true. Oh, you know, okay, great, I will. What website did you go to? And, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that what you saw is true or accurate. Yeah, but if somebody can say, actually, that's a fake website. Oh, okay, awesome. Like, I want to know. Well, a lot of it was the, uh, you know, you have people who, who, who didn't believe in the Q stuff, but, but, but believed in a lot of the subjects that the Q stuff was pushing, right? And the whole thing with, with, the, with the, the, the Q story was that, you know, digital warriors are doing this research, but but all the research that they were doing was pre-planned for them. So it wasn't organic research. Like you're going in, it was a predetermined conclusion that you would find, right. which is not which is not research. That's regurgitation, yeah. and they made it all. Uh, it's really an alternate alternate rea- reality game. Yeah where the, the, the breadcrumbs and, oh, go to this drop and that would make you this drop and that drop. But the, the conclusion would be the same for, for any person playing the game. Uh, you know, the Clintons killing everybody and Epstein would be with the pizza business, pizza gate stuff and, uh, you know, DEWs. I mean, I had somebody, you know, argument about DEWs and everything. And the person's, and I said, this is not real, man. It's fake. It's like science fiction stuff. 
And the person was like, no, it's real. And they, and they, and they, and they replied back to me with a, uh, a YouTube video. And there's a lot of these YouTube videos will tell you the stuff's real. Right. Uh, and, and in the, in, in the, in the, uh, in the description of the video, it said, this is not real. This is from a video game. <laughs> I replied back to the guys. I, I copied and pasted this and said, you just sent me a video that that's what says it's not real. And he still gave the whole, you're not doing enough research. You're not doing a real research. I was like, you know what? These guys are just stupid. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't argue with them. And that's it. I had to block them and just, that's it. You know, a lot of them, that's why I think a lot of these accounts weren't even real to begin with. It was like, you know, you have 10 people in a room, right? And it's like a confidence trick. You know, uh, you, you walk into, say, one person has questions. They go to a place like, oh, where do people go who have questions? Oh, we go to, we go to Truth or Twitter. So you walk into the room and there's all these people having a conversation and make seven out of the 10 people are, are, are not organic. They're there to, to push a narrative. And the other three people are the unassuming uh, people who are actually looking for the truth and are genuine people. Mm -hmm. And the person walks into the room and they see a conversation and they're assuming it's organic and really it's all contrived. Uh, and I think that's, that, that, that was happening early on in the beginning uh, until I found, uh, you know, my crew, for lack of a better word. <laughs> and it's a great crew. It is a great crew. It is. <laughs> Very entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that the, 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 the truth community would ever lack is any sense of humor, any self-awareness, right? I mean, taking themselves so seriously, all this crazy stuff. And it's like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think it's a little more fun now. But I don't consider myself a truther, though. I don't like that phrase, that label. Yeah. Yeah, it's, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it, it sounds what, so. It sounds so pompous. <laughs> it, you're right. Yeah, it does. Well, it does have a pompous sound to it when well, you say that. I, I I'm feel a like, truther. Well, so human vibration. When she was on our show, we were talking. She's like, "I'm just. I was curious. I've always been a really curious person." And we were just talking about curiosity. And I feel like it's more curiosity, just wanting to find things out. It's not trying to prove something. It's just trying to figure it out and trying to find out. So I don't know. I, I need a thesaurus. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> can work. But it's not like a truther. It's, I don't know. It's like a questioner. Like, I, I feel I, like I, there's I, a better word. I think we're all a bunch of de de detectives. Yeah. You know? and we're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And, yeah. and, and yeah. we got to bounce, bounce things off of each other. And uh, I mean, I don't really, I don't really like post about Michael Jackson you know, for any other reason that it feels so good to like, I call it like our secret handshake. Like I, I so many, few, so few people in the world, you know, think this or would know about these things that, you know, it's, it's a, a cool thing that we have with ourselves that people, who cares if it, other people think we're crazy. Yeah. You can bounce ideas off. Like, you know, earlier I, I had a thought about something and so I brought it up. Like I mentioned it to Alex and then he's like, huh, interesting. And then I brought it up to human vibration and Rambo and it, it was just cool because it's like, oh, hey, I had this crazy thought and I'm just going to throw it out at you and see what you think about it. And if I were to do that in my normal life, I think it would be so far over people's heads. They wouldn't even know how to react. They'd just be looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
Yeah. But at least, you know, regardless of what they think, if they agree with me or think they think it's, you know, wow, that's good or no, that sucks. I can say it. I can throw it out there and just like get it out and get these thoughts out without, you know, worry of, you know, people just, they're not going to get it. It's nice. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing. I mean, if you don't have that outlet and all of these thoughts are just in your head, I mean, it can cause sickness, I think. Uh, and I don't think it's like necessarily sickness. Uh, it, it, it's thing of all this energy that has nowhere to go. Yeah. And it, it, it can turn on itself, mm-hmm. you know, and become like an isolating kind of thing where you feel like you know, no one understands me or I'm, I'm so brilliant and everyone else is so stupid kind of thing. Or am I crazy? When it's really not the case, it's really... I mean, I think what a lot of this Corona stuff and the, the, and the craziness that we're experiencing really comes down to is that like people operate on different frequencies. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that some one person is more intelligent than the other person or more educated or whatever. Because I mean, I even did a post today, like one of these days I'm going to find out that like my most favorite mutuals or people are like really teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> and they're trying, and they're like faking that they're like 35 year old people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm totally actually 16. No, I'm serious because, because you know what? The older people get, the more entrenched they get in the mentality. That's true. Yeah. So I, I find that uh, the most refreshing accounts are these like young people who I have the young guys who like DM me all the time, like, like bouncing ideas off and, and like, you know, like, you know, strutting their stuff for lack of a better kind of thing and view me as like an older, like, 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 like uncle type figure or whatever, you know? And, uh, and, and these guys are really smart and they have like all the spirit and gumption about them that you like, you know, old, when people get older, they, they, they lose a little bit of that. I mean, I mean, whatever. So it keeps me young. And, uh, and I, I mean, younger people, I think less, less years and years of this emotional trauma. So, so they can more easily be like, yep, 9-11, you know, planes weren't real. Mm-hmm. When like an older guy is going to be, he has 20 years of baggage there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, was it Mark Twain that said, uh, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. Yeah. And, and the older you get, yeah. I mean, you know, if you talk to somebody who's, you know, 60 years old, 70 years old. Yeah, are they going to want to re- re-examine their entire life? No. Right. I, would, I wouldn't. I mean, if a few more years of me, and I, I'd, I'd be like, no way. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go back with that, trying to like, you know, figure that out. I mean, I had to like reprocess Michael Jackson, reprocess Kurt Cobain, reprocess 9-11, reprocess, you know, all these weird things. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I found it when I did. Um, and the Corona thing, I mean, it's, I think it's shown us that, you know, that we're not alone. It's just that we haven't found the right room yet. Mm-hmm. Like we're all in the house, you know, we're all like trying to find our way. And like, maybe we're like, we're, like there's a room on the third floor where they're talking about really cool stuff and we just haven't got there yet. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. You're the man, Murph. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love the way you put stuff, man. Yeah. It's great. It's great. That's that's just awesome. I, I love that. Um, again, it's all about perspective, and you just you bring a nice different perspective, and I find it refreshing. Amen. Yeah, 
human vibration, Rambo, it's like, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very uh, grateful that we found you guys. And it's, it's just really nice to, I mean, we've done episodes in the past. We talked about, is the moon landing fake? Is the moon even real? And like, we question stuff. And from people we know, sometimes the feedback is like, really? You think the moon is fake? Or you think the moon landing didn't happen? And they get offended by it. And it's like, what's wrong with talking about it? What's, regardless of what I believe, what's wrong with having the conversation? So it's nice when they're finding more and more because of you three, finding more people who want to have these conversations. So it's not just you guys. There's so many other people. It's just wonderful. There's, there's a crazy amount of people out there. And, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's it, 2020 was actually, a, for some people, it was a good thing. I thought it was a great thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought I, I thought 2020 was a great year. We had a really, really good year. And I, I you know, I've said it. Thankfully. Yeah. yeah I, I've said in the past, I don't care if that upsets people because I'm not going to hide my reality. And my reality, it was, it was good for us. We had a good year. And yeah, I'm thankful for that. I, I think a, a lot of problems... I mean, I think I had my more more so early on is that I was still trying to convince people, like you know, when someone comes across and they're like, the only the only there's only like a few issues that I'll really get into the weeds about, like the like someone someone we had an, I had an argument like a week ago about someone made some stupid comment they tagged they tagged me in something and it was all about you know, Hollywood Satanists mm-hmm. and and that kind of stuff and whenever someone gets in like touches onto like PizzaGate kind of themes. I go fucking nuts. I go fucking crazy, batshit crazy. And, and the guy was like, Murph, what the fuck is this, man? Lay off me. What are you bugging me about this shit? I was like, bro, you tagged me in this fucking nonsense. So if you, if, you know, you would tag me in something, that's it. This is fair game, bro. And I, I, I think I spent like two hours like <laughs> nailing them down, being like, what makes you think this shit? Like, have you ever met someone famous? Like, you just like run around saying that everyone's a Satanist? Do you even know any Satanists? And that was like the big thing. Like we all believe in these crazy things without any evidence, you know? Like the, uh, in the beginning with the whole pizza stuff, it's like walking down the street thinking, oh, this is the way the world really is. Like all these people like going home and living normal lives, they're really like, they're really living these really secret, weird existences. Mm-hmm. Like, is that is that realistic? And I don't know, it's not. Oh, but you say it makes sense, so. Which is odd though, because if people in my real life would, don't see me as a paragon of reason by any stretch of the imagination. So it's, it's a weird kind of paradoxical thing going on. <laughs> Tremendous. Elvis. Is Donald Trump Jr. Is that the, is that the, uh, Oh no. It, it, or is it I'm, when I, when I re-listened to the podcast, I realized why that may have, may have been confusing. I, I don't think, that, uh, I don't think Donald Trump, I, I think, I think if anything, it would be, Elvis didn't die in 1971, and the Elvis Elvis basically became this Donald Trump character. Um, there's really little photographic evidence of Donald Trump in, in between when he was at uh, the West Point Military Academy and when he was a teenager, and then from when he popped onto the scene in the early the mid 1970s, uh, coming into Manhattan, and you know, a real it's an outsider story. 
that the family was in Queens and the father was supposedly a very uh, a wealthy developer in Queens or in Brooklyn, uh, and, but yet not in the Manhattan kind of thing. There's almost like a Jeffrey Epstein character where the person really had came out of nowhere, you know, uh, Epstein more than Trump, I guess. But but um, anyway, there's a few different videos on how on how Elvis was naturally a blonde. And there's there's two Elvises, actually. Elvis had a twin brother or, or either a twin brother or a brother that was just a, a diff, very small differential in age. And supposedly the brother died when he, when, when he was very young. And the, the story is that, uh, that basically these two, these, two, these two brothers lived. And uh, I'm not as convinced with the Elvis stuff as I am with the Jackson stuff. But uh, I just, when I see Donald Trump Jr., I see a young Elvis. I can't get it out of my head for some reason. Huh. Whenever, whenever I see a story that is just doesn't seem realistic, I can't help but think, like for example, even though the last name Trump, how many people do we know has last name Trump? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it sounds it it, it it seems too, too theatrical. His personality, you know. Uh, it, it, if you look at the photographs of what the apartments in Trump Tower, first of all, his apartment in Trump Tower, 33,000 square feet. Again, the 33 the 33 number. again, yeah. Right? It, it, a triplex starts on what floor? The 66th floor in the building, right? Does that apartment look like a... I mean, people who really have a lot of money, they don't live like that. They don't live surrounded with gold-plated toilets. They're kind of down-to-earth people. But yet have a shitload of fucking money, mm-hmm. yeah. and then they're not. And then they're not looking for publicity. And this guy's looked for publicity his whole life, and everything seemed to have been like a lineup to be be the president. I mean, The Apprentice show, the everything. Yeah. Uh, the whole person, the whole, the whole. I mean, you have to think of like like who could pull off these acting roles, like for even like Biden. There's all over Twitter now is Biden's wearing a mask. Yeah. Like. You know, two months ago, people Rambo said that, and people are like, "Oh, this Rambo person's crazy." Now, everyone and their mother is saying the same shit. Yeah, yeah. Right? But but no one really goes after Trump, saying this guy may not might, might not be real, not in the sense that he's wearing a mask, but in the sense that it's a contrived personality. Right. And I think we have a lot of that going on. Um, and and the higher up you go, the better actor you're going to get. Because the better actor, and I think the person, whoever's playing Joe Biden right now is probably the best comedic actor in the world because they can act like that and not break character and smile or laugh. But even if they did, it would come off like he's freaking crazy and has dementia anyway. And that's the the brilliant thing about this character. The whole dementia stuff is is a put on. Uh, and, And early on, I was scratching my head like, how are people like, how is, this, how is this person becoming president? You know, yeah. uh, this person really has dementia. And I think what a lot of the clips that we see, like on, on Truth or Twitter, are like CGI uh, clips that, that people in, in mainstream media, they're not going to show those types of things. So regular people don't see this kind of stuff. Right. Um, like the footage of, uh, of him, you know, sniffing all the girls, the young girls, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, when I kind of, before I got out of the whole Democrat-Republican thing, and I was explaining to a friend that, you know, the, the Biden character was a pedophile and this footage of him with the girls and everything. And the person thought I was completely off crazy, 
you know, for, for saying these things. And looking back on it, I can see why maybe, but um, it, everything just seems so contrived that's in front of us mm -hmm. that I think people are searching, are dying for something that's real, you know? And, and oddly enough, it's like the thing that people are most afraid of is the thing that's probably the best thing that people could do. Absolutely. I don't know, whatever. I get, you know, the whole Murph character. The Murph character, I think maybe it's a character too. I joke around, it's like an Irish preacher, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I whatever. Uh, I don't know. You, you just, you be you and keep spouting out what comes through your head. It's like, that's how like, you know, great thoughts, great ideas. Because again, you keep it all inside. Just put it out there. Who cares what other people think? If that's what you're thinking, if that's what you're feeling, I've, I've, lo I've lost a few friends since 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 uh, since kind of speaking my mind about a lot of things. Some people think I'm completely fucking crazy, uh, you know. But I gained thousands of people. It's the vibe tribe, you know, human vibration. Your vibe attracts your tribe, and we've said it before. We've never. Growing up, like, never felt like we fit in. I never had many friends. And I just, the friends I would have, I just, I, I felt like I couldn't be me. And I just wasn't happy. And I didn't really always necessarily like the people I was around. But, you know, that's the group I was with. And the more I started speaking up about who I am and how I feel and what I think, the more I've felt like I've had real connections with people and the happier I am. And it's like, I am comfortable now. And it's just like, you got to be yourself. And those friends who, you know, drop away, well, maybe they served their purpose and they were there for a point and now you're, you're elevating on to the next step and you're, you're being surrounded by the, around the people you need to be surrounded by at that point in time. Yeah, um, you know, I, I don't feel any sadness for the people yeah. that have gone. They're lost as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. There it is. Yeah. Yes, exactly. People, people really offended about George Floyd. And it's like, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, what I'm blown over by is, is how people who, uh, people who I really thought were really intelligent don't seem to be curious. And that's the main thing that, that they have. I don't think it's like you, you just spoke about earlier is the curiosity thing. People can be super intelligent, but if they're not curious, it's kind of, it's a waste. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. That Floyd thing, I, I, I mentioned it when we were talking, I think with Rambo, I still yeah. never watched it. I just never cared to it, real fake. Didn't matter to me. It's like, I don't want to watch somebody supposedly getting killed. I, why, why would I want to watch that? I'm, I'm, I'm the fruitcake, though, who literally watched that video over and over and over again because I was trying, before I realized that it was all bullshit, I was trying to rationalize what, like, the, the emotional response around me, mm -hmm. whether or not this act warranted it. And I was, I was actually trying to show that, you know, that, that what Chauvin had done wouldn't have caused what they had said. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It was, I wasn't trying to defend Chauvin, but I was almost like kind of like playing like the devil's advocate of being like like the lawyer who decides to defend him. And it, it just didn't make any sense. I mean, a guy six foot four, if he's resisting arrest, what do you do? 
you know, the guy was a huge guy. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do? I you mean, tease him. Very, no, just, the whole thing was just, it, the whole situation was just so, so, so asinine. Yeah. It made zero sense. And I, and I wasn't aware enough at the time to realize, wait a second, I am basically watching a movie. I'm watching the videos from the, the, the supposed onlookers the innocent onlookers. Uh-huh. I'm watching, you know, the cameras that were faced perfectly, to, you know, to, to catch this stuff. I I didn't realize at the time, but uh, you know now I do. But uh, it's amazing though how like the general population still looks at all this stuff. And then you, you think like a, like a white person questioning how George Floyd really was 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 was, was killed is going to cause a like, racial tension. But I have people that I interact on a daily basis, black people. Who, 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 who even today, some guy tweeted something like, the guy's got no legs. So it makes me feel a little more, more comfortable. But I've actually gone into downtown Brooklyn and talked about this mm-hmm. you know, w- with, with black guys. And I haven't got punched yet, but uh, most of the people kind of agree that maybe not that the guy wasn't real to begin with. I don't, maybe I don't get that, that crazy with them, but uh, that the whole situation is a complete uh, a lie. Mm. Yeah, not, not one person has said to me, no, no, that's real. You, you know, shut up. Don't talk about George like that. Everyone, everyone kind of admits there's something really fishy with all of it. They know it. Mm-hmm. So it's not what they're saying. It is. It very rarely is, mm-hmm. if ever. But, and that's, that's the problem. You don't have black, black people and white people sitting down at a table, yeah. like actually talking about it. So, so both people are uncomfortable around each other. Like black people are uncomfortable acknowledging, hey, wait a second, like we're getting all this attention over something that that we don't that's not warranted, mm-hmm. and it's the wrong form of attention. And white people are too afraid to say what they really think because they think that they're going to be offending the black people, you know. So it creates the real racial tension mm-hmm. over a fake event, which is I think the the big confusion that we have right now, the truth or community, uh, whatever of oh people think everything's fake. And it's like no, it's not it. You know, the, the the act itself could be fake, but but and I think what I was trying to talk about before is the aftermath is completely real. The response is real. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah the reaction. It's, it's scary real. Which is the reason? Which is you know the reason why we should, I think we should be focusing on getting people to, to 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 open their mind to the possibility that that what they're seeing is complete fabrication mm-hmm. because yeah. once that's the case if everyone would look at this uh and be like ah no that's bullshit they couldn't they couldn't pull off fake riots because there'd be nothing to riot about mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and i think so, for for me ever since i started looking at everything through that lens of what if it's just made up mm-hmm. what if this is contrived what if this is all a show you know for whatever means that you know they're putting it on for but what if it's just it's not real it's fake it's put on whatever everything changed for me everything changed it's just looking at it in a different perspective. it's just looking at it from that perspective you know and i'm not i'm not the one to say that's fake or that's real what but just looking at it through that lens it it's it just changes everything well What's interesting, too, is I like to play devil's advocate. I like to look at things from all sides and then looking at it like maybe it's not real. Maybe it's manipulated. Maybe it's manufactured. It's just a different side to look at. And I feel like the more sides we have to look at something, 
the better overall view we can get of what it may really be. You know, I, I think I, I think a lot of people also have the problem that if there's someone inundated with all these different viewpoints, that they become paralyzed. Yeah. And one of the one of the things that I run up against a lot is, well, nobody really knows for sure, so let's all just keep an open mind. But the problem also with that is, then we become paralyzed with it's like going into a restaurant and being like, well, I like everything on the menu. So I'm just going to sit here and stare at the menu because I can't really order one specific thing that I don't want to be biased. Mm -hmm. But the whole point of going to a restaurant is eating something. Yeah. Right. So right. it's like at a certain point you have to like I have to come out. I mean, I guess it just and 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 for me personally, that's why I have to say like we all have our personal reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's no like single reality that like someone can lay claim to. So in my personal reality, all of these things are real to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's true. But, but that's uh, what you feel. That's yeah. what inside feels right. I, I think it, instead, of, instead of searching for what's true, I think we should just be searching for what's real. Yeah. Because, you know, what's true uh, can kind of change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, based upon what we feel. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the facts and feelings, I mean, they're easily confused. Mm-hmm. Those two things, but but uh, a, a problem is being paralyzed of, of oh, there's so many options in front of me. I just I don't want to pick one, uh, but in a way we have to. Yeah. Uh, so, Murph, where can everybody find you on Twitter? What is your Twitter handle? Uh, Ninja Sniper. I don't know how this came about. Uh, Ninja Sniper Pawn One. All right. Don't, don't ask me. We'll put it in the show notes <laughs> so everybody can Are find you. you. Anywhere else other than Twitter? Do you have Instagram? Any other social media website? Oh, did we lose you? I don't know. Murph? You still there? Uh, Realize Radio. Oh, there yes, you are. Yes, Realize Radio. She did that last night, too. Yes, and um, we'll put everything in our show notes. Absolutely. So everyone can find you. Cool. Yeah, I'm usually hanging as I'm like the, on the street corner, the Twitter street corner, or whatever. <laughs> anyone wants to like come into my world, I'm there. You know. Awesome. Love it, and and thank you for you know coming into our world today yes. and speaking with us and bringing more information and different perspective. It's so appreciated. We really appreciate you taking the time. I'm I'm still. You know, uh, I, I still get excited about an invitation to speak about things. <laughs> in, in my real life, I try to I, I joke around with my wife and try to tell her like what I'm what I'm what I'm working on, what I'm talking about, thinking about. She doesn't want to hear any of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, anytime you want to talk, it doesn't have to even be on the podcast. Just cool. let us know. And you're Absolutely. welcome on anytime. I definitely want to work on getting um, you and Human Vibration and Rambo all together. Oh, cool. Just have conversations. So, yeah. Sounds awesome. Well, where, are you guys, where are you guys located anyway? We're in uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. Cool. So, we're East Coast. East Coast represent. Yeah. <laughs> Same time zone. It's, yeah. it's great. There you go. <laughs> awesome. All right. Murph, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We can't wait to uh, talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Have a great night, guys. So that was a fun conversation. That was awesome. 
I could have, I, I mean, we could have just kept going. I, I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think was, we could have been kept talking for like four more hours. Easily. Yeah. What a, what a great perspective that he brings and, and, and just some of the analogies that he used yeah. when explaining certain things. Yes. Just really, really refreshing and just, uh, yeah, just, a, just a great, great conversation. I mean, yeah, really fun. great conversation. And a lot of fun. Yeah, and he, he brings up things that, you know, we might not have thought of, we didn't think yeah. of, and, and some of the stuff, we're just sitting here like, uh-huh. oh, shit. What? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I want to look that, into that now. Yeah, just stuff like the stuff with Mercury and, and, and things and the with the fireplace and the buildings. Yeah, yeah just things Absolutely. that you never, you never think of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but he's right. It's because we're, we're so bogged down by just debating all these other things that are going on we never stop to think well what about what about this yeah, what about, you know it, he, he made he made a lot of great points and I, I was really really impressed with his story just the way he kind of came into everything and just how fast he got to this yeah. point like it's just really fascinating I mean like for me I've always kind of been like how I am now, yeah. except for like these last six months, looking at everything through a completely different lens. But I've always been into like the conspiracy stuff. You know that as long as yeah. you know me. Yeah. And, and I've talked about it in the past. Ever since I was like a teenager, I w- always was questioning everything. For him to be coming into it just last year and being where he's at and just, uh, it, it's, it's amazing. seeing what he's seeing and feeling what he's yeah. feeling and questioning what he's questioning was just so great. Yeah. I mean, fascinating yes, story. Just yes, fascinating. Absolutely. Just a remarkable, remarkable mind. I, I'm going to say a remarkable person mm-hmm. just based on what I know of, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, from our, our conversation. Great. Just a, just a great conversation. I, I really hope everybody enjoyed it as much as we yes. enjoyed being a part of it. Yes. We had fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I almost feel bad that we had to end it when we did. Yeah. Uh, it's just getting very late. Yes, it is. We are. <laughs> it's past my bedtime. It's way past your bedtime. It's about four hours past my bedtime. And I've been up since 3.30. So. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're uh, early birds. Yes. Is that, is that the right term? Yes, early, early birds. Early birds are yes. the ones that go to bed early and wake up early, right? I think so. Something like that. Early to bed, early to rise. Is that the... Keeps yeah, you that's healthy, the, Wealthy something like or that. something like I that. I, don't know. I anyway. just wake up early. Yes, same here. So I've always been that way. Great conversation again, yes. and uh, we'll put you know all of Murph's Twitter stuff. We'll put yes. we'll put his handle on the uh, in the show notes and yes. everything. And check out Realize Radio. Yes, and we'll put uh, uh you know we'll put all their information on in the show notes as well, just to get more eyes and ears on on what they're doing yeah. because just great people, great conversations, and again. I think as long as you have an open mind, mm-hmm. nobody's asking you to believe anything. We're just asking. I mean, I'm not asking anybody to believe anything. I don't think anybody anybody open. else is. But just be open yeah. to the possibility. That's all. Just That's be it. open. That's just all. be open to the possibility. Because I mean, like I like I said, ever since I started looking at things through that lens, mm-hmm. it's like a whole new. Everything is just new now, yeah. and so much better. Yeah. So much better. Like all the 
anger, panic, stress, fear, any of that kind of stuff, it's gone. For me, anyway, it's gone. I wasn't feeling yeah. it before like you were because I was just like, it's because I tell you, I'm like, you are yeah. much more evolved. Is that the right word? I, I don't know. I just go with what I feel. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm coming to that point now more. Good. Thankfully. But yeah, just a, uh, anyway, great conversation with Murph. And we're looking forward to having him back on again sometime Absolutely. soon. Yes. So if you want to find us. Yeah, we are on Twitter. At Homewrecker Pod. Minds. At Homewrecker Podcast. And our website. Homewreckerpodcast.com. There you go. Mm-hmm. And as always, if you're listening to this, please hit the uh, subscribe button yes. wherever you're listening to your podcast. Five We're, stars, please. Yes. Five star yes. rating. If you if you don't mind, we appreciate it. And also, if like, you're watching subscribe. us, yes, like and subscribe on YouTube. And Brighty on. And no more BitChute. We gave up on BitChute. I'm giving up. Too, too much. I don't have time. I don't have time to try it, to it, upload a video thirty it, times for yeah, it to never it's, work. It's uh yeah, it's been a it's been a process and yes. a half. So, yes. uh, but we're also on Odyssey. Yes, as we're well. trying that out. That, that's like that a out. trial period. So we'll see. Yes, but definitely Brighteon. If you are looking for a YouTube alternative, definitely check out Brighteon. For sure. Yes. And and again, all that information in the show notes. And mm-hmm. uh, as far as you go. Where can people find you? Go to my website, tarotbymonique.com and my Etsy shop, Wonders by Monique. And you can find Organite, Tarot and Oracle readings, shung, uh, different, I use Shungite in all my org- Organite devices. And I have smudging spray and incense and all kinds of wonderful things. And if you go to my website, you'll also see that I am an ordained minister. So if you need my services, you want to get married, I'm your gal. And how can people find you, Alex? I'm on Twitter, the Alex Arion, because it's only one. And as far he's as sitting right next to me. <laughs> so you can find me there. I don't really post too much. I like a lot of stuff. I do a lot of retweets. And you can also go to my website, alexarionfitness.com. And you can find that information on our website yeah, as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everything's in the show notes. Until next time. Unless there's any parting words you have for the folks listening or watching. Is there anything be else yourself. you'd like to say? Just be true to yourself. Speak what you think. Don't worry about offending people. You, not saying you have to be an asshole about it, but just speak your truth and you'll find happiness. Well put. Well put. I think I think that's something, that's a big takeaway, I think, especially from the conversations we've had. Mm-hmm. With, with Human uh, Vibration with human Rambo vibration Murph. Rambo yeah. Murph, yeah. Common thread. No pun yep. intended with Twitter threads. <laughs> right on. Yes. So, until next time, I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion. <laughs> and I've... I, I'm messing up my clothes here. It's late. <laughs> it's yes. And and my voice is going. And I, I, I wasn't doing a lot of talking, but my voice is starting to go on me. Crazy. You're Alex Arion. I'm Alex Arion. Good grief. You've been joined. And I've been joined as always by my beautiful, <laughs> lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker podcast.